do you ever look at like blogs of yourself from like a million years ago and you're like wow my uh grammar and everything was awful well my my notes on facebook were entirely plagiarized anime reviews <laughs> like i would just go to other websites and be like yo check out my review of this anime and like there would be people in the comments be like you did not write this i know what your writing sounds like and this is way too sophisticated i'm like no i did <laughs> All right, three, two, one. One. No. <laughs> what? Okay, well, welcome everyone to the Virtual Homework Podcast. I was counting down. I was helping. Yeah, we, we start this podcast off with a three, two, one, and then one of us says something to start it off. He decided to do an extra countdown. So it's like, I, what the fuck do I say at the beginning of this? I'm like, hey, what's up, gamers? You know, this is the bit, bit, bit. And it's like... Well, I feel like I've done too many intros at this point, and I'm trying to, like, make you, because I've run out of ideas. Well, then, like, what are, I have, like, less ideas. Like We're on the the big 2-0 here, episode 20. Are we Ooh. really? That's... Yeah, this, this is episode 20. I'm happy. Thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. I appreciate it. That's, that's five months of our life. Let's have uh, some uh, f- some too. firework noises and uh, edit some backflips. Yeah, I'll put them in the theme song. What's good, man? It's your boy Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. So uh, this is a very nostalgic week, I want to say, just based on the game we chose, uh, among other things that we were talking about. What did we play this week? We played Aqua Teen Hunger Force Zombie Ninja Pro-Am, which is a title for a video game. The, this game has extra features. It has like some commentary stuff uh, with the creators of Aqua Teen regarding the game. And like neither of them knew how to pronounce the name of the game. <laughs> They're like, it's like Aqua Teen Zombie whatever. Like they both tried to say it at the same time shit. and couldn't. I think they were just like told, hey, record. Okay. Oh yeah, they they totally did not give a shit. Like I I, I think they exude not giving I, a I shit. I want to say show, like, this Aqua game Teen. is quintessential 2007 uh just from like the slurs that they use like while playing and things like that like did they drop f-bombs yeah they oh god i didn't even know yeah that. They, they dropped some slurs and stuff like that well i mean like they, they, they also said like oh that like that's so gay like i feel like people don't really do that nowadays you know what i mean yeah this this is a tie-in a little bit with the well it's it's, it's a tie-in with the show aqua teen hunger force yeah. which i'm not sure if you've watched by that what of course i'm sure you've watched this it's literally my favorite show yeah. i'm not sure how much aqua Teen you've watched but you've definitely watched some. i've watched every episode multiple times yeah uh, fantastic it's, it's my favorite it's show of all time pretty fantastic this game is basically just a cheesy tie-in from a lot of like memes and uh repeating characters from the show uh in a golf game a golf battle simulator so i i was gonna say this is a tie-in i think it came out around the same time as the movie the the entire soundtrack is the movie yeah soundtrack. yeah yeah there was a lot of songs from the movie which to talk about the movie for a second i saw that in theaters uh stoned out of my mind and it was uh quite the experience i saw that on a pirated dvd oh so actually i originally so for those who don't know the aqua Teen, uh hunger force show it's about three food items a shake a fry and a wad of meat and they have zany adventures where they usually kill their their neighbor carl it's actually extremely funny yeah if you're into absurdist humor it's literally my favorite show of all time 
So uh, I recommend checking it out. But they came out with a movie around 2005, 2006. You might have heard of the Boston bomb scare around the time, which was part of their advertising campaign for the movie. It kind of shows what type of show this is. Yeah, they took one of the 8-bit characters from the show and made like LED signs and placed them around, was that Philadelphia or Boston or something like that? Boston bomb scare. uh, Boston, and people were like, oh, they're bombs when they're just literally like the character from the show. Light brights, light brights in the in the shape of characters yeah. in the show. Yeah. So the the thing about their movie is they made two movies. They scrapped their first movie, and it was like not finished. Like the 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 voiceovers don't have mouth uh, movement. But I remember I pirated the movie back in the day, and uh, I got the like other version of the movie. So I watched that first, and like, what is this? Wait, and then what? I like actually I didn't saw know that the was movie. A thing. Yeah, there's there's a entirely other Aqua Teen movie that they pirated. Uh, the the actual one I think is better, but they're both decent. Yeah. But but yeah, they made a video game for some reason. And let me just say, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Zombie Ninja Pro Am, which I totally have on a screen. I'm cheating reading this off the screen. I would not be able to remember that name otherwise. I could probably definitively say this is the worst game we played on the podcast. Yeah, I mean it's I, so basically it's a like you said a golf game. Where you break into a golf course, but in between the sections of you golfing, there's the worst beat-em-up you have ever played in your life. You are literally walking at a mile per hour, like literally one mile per hour. Yeah, you can't run. You can't run while you just spam the attack button on enemies that really do no difficulty, and you pick up boxes of uh, nacho Doritos, uh, enchiladitos, whatever the fuck they're called, uh, to regain your health. For health, yeah. Um, I It's... It it seems as we said before the the creators definitely don't give a shit. I feel like they wanted to just do a, another episode and wanted to do it through a special medium. They yeah. chose a video game. They got a team, and they're like, "How can we make a bad video game?" Because first of all, why a golf game like yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Ne- like they have golf clubs that they use to like kill people. Well, that's why I think it's quintessential two thousand seven. It's like LOL XD random, you know, like golf and ninjas. Like, oh, who, who would have thought? There's it? no ninjas and there's no zombies in the entire no. game, right? There, there are some pretty funny point, points though. Like, I did laugh like playing it and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is nostalgic, like classic Aqua Teen at like certain points. Yeah, I, I consider this like a below average Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode, which actually would still have laughs. I think I laugh at every single yeah. episode. I, I wrote down there's like some mom or like your your mom joke or like your dad joke that I like really laughed at. I forgot what it was, but like I was like, oh yeah, there's some actual like humor that I that I legitimately enjoyed here. But you basically go through twelve courses. It's a golf game with only twelve holes. Why not just go to eighteen holes? Well, I mean, the thing about there, I think there's only like nine holes but like some of them are races did you get to any of like the races yeah oh i actually i 100 percent of this game i didn't just beat it oh Jesus i got 100 percent. yeah this is the first game i've 100 percented on the podcast and it's probably the the clunkiest video game we've played it's not even hard it just oh this is the easiest game we've played on the podcast also just, i i one shot at every just single time step. consuming you know i died in like walking through the tar a couple of times like oh Okay, I have to... Oh, yeah, I think I think I might have fallen to, into, like, lava because I, I didn't realize that I would, I would fall off. Actually, I remember I specifically died this game. This game looks like... He said quintessential 2007. It's, like, bad graphics, low-budget PS2 game with bad hit detection. Like, I, yeah. some enemies were doing weird stuff. I fell through the floor in a level and died. The sound is atrocious. 
Yeah, and I think part of that's on purpose. We mentioned they tried to make a bad game. There's a character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force called, like, it's like the Anoyo Cube or something like that. Yeah. And he'll, like, follow you in this game and do the same three lines over, over and, and over, over and again. over like for like 10 minutes like until you destroy yeah. him or he flies off or whatever but there's like four enemy types you know they just come at you endlessly you know so what it seems like is that the enemies are on like a trigger or something like that you go over like a certain line on the ground and the problem is if you go back and forth across that trigger they just like respawn like infinitely so then it's like it, like you said it just sounds like a medium to like have like another episode of aqua Teen, and they really didn't like think about it too much yeah, the the plot of this game is basically uh, Frylock gets into a golf membership or a club membership or something like that, and he's like, oh, let's golf, and then callbacks to previous episodes happen where all these characters either uh, show up as enemies on the course or, like, bosses at the end of the course. The gameplay, as we mentioned, it's a golf beat-em-up uh, uh, racing game, yeah. which, of course, is a golf beat-em-up racing game. You, you essentially play it like a normal golf game. It has like the same uh, putting, uh, not putting, but uh, driving mechanics as as many golf yeah, games like, like Mario, Mario Golf, golf and stuff like that. where you configure the power and then you like choose that, well, not choose, but make the hit as accurate as yeah, you there's can. There's really no and... rhyme or reason to how far it goes though. Like I've done like almost identical shots in like one time and then it'll go like super far and the next time it won't. I, I Like I said, I just think like everything about this game is pretty poorly made. Yeah, I the the golf mechanics, it's definitely a boring golf game. It's extremely easy to overshoot and nearly impossible to putt. I 100% of this game which requires getting uh there there's two secret items in each map uh and that includes the racing ones. There's like a cameo clip and a brood witch piece. Brood witch is a callback to a previous episode, a episode. where there's like a demonic <laughs> demonic sandwich um it's and really and getting all 12 brood witch pieces on each of the the maps will unlock like a, a special mode which i did unlock and i could talk about that later in between shots unlike other golf games where you actually just go where your golf ball is next you have to walk to the golf golf ball and yeah, like uh, one mile during that time hour. enemies yeah you you cannot run and you go, move very slow uh, you could either be um master shaker you could switch to frylock and waves of enemies come towards you, and they're incredibly easy to beat. You just mash yeah. it. And they all have the same voice line. Well, every single enemy, there's there's a couple unique enemies, but they all have the same voice line, and they all say it at once. So, like, you just hear a constant barrage of sound as you walk from, from golf ball to golf ball. Yeah, and they are, Usually, they are iconic characters from the show and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely appreciated the callbacks, like, not just in uh, the, the characters, but at the end of most golf stages, there's a boss, and it's usually an important character. Like, the first boss, I think, was Carl, yeah. who has the absolute worst graphic of all time. Yeah, it is pretty like, he bad. Looks so shitty. And I couldn't, I, like, sat there, like, trying to figure out how to fucking kill him for the longest time. So it's like, oh, wait, then he attacks, then you can get behind him. Because I kept trying to circle behind him, and it wouldn't let me. But yeah, occasionally you also have to race some Martians that that were appearing in the show. I feel like this game is a straight like I'm talking like extremely low two out of ten. If you haven't played Aqua Teen Hunger or if you haven't watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force before, it's a two out of ten. The, even if you've played it, like no, I would I would say it's a four or five out of ten if you've if you've watched Aqua Teen because if you haven't watched Aqua Teen, you're not going to get any of the jokes. You're not going to understand why certain characters in this game, and you're not going to enjoy that. But if you have, it basically is like another episode of the show, so, and it's so a little bit. I didn't think of it like that. Like I couldn't imagine like this being your first thing you've ever experience of aqua Teen. like you've never seen like a clip heard anyone talk about this and then you just play this game 
Like, I think that would be, like, literally, like, the worst experience ever. You're like, who the fuck is this? Like, what is this guy? Like, why is this little, you know, pixelated man, you know, saying he's stoned? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of, like, grandma tries to get their, their grandkid a, a game for Christmas and doesn't really understand video games. And, like, the, the clerk at GameStop is like, oh, Aqua Teen game just came out. You remember, like, uh, back in the day, they used to have, like, Flash games on, like, CartoonNetwork.com? Or like AdultSwim.com. Yeah, this seems like uh, this, Adult this Swim could, had Robot Unitor, Unicorn this Attack. This seems like a game that could have been on there, and it would have been well received because it'd be the 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 thing is this game is a little bit too technically advanced to be on a flash. I don't game. like know, it. Has, man, there's really not much to it. No, it's a really shitty PS2 game, but it still has like 3D graphics and stuff like they that. It just that, have like, slightly it, worse 3D graphics. Yeah, I, 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 it's not a, much of a step up from a Flash the, game, um, but the cinematics weren't too bad though. Like the in between cinematics, like they're they're obviously like shitty 3D from like 2007, but like I think those those are at least passable. But like the graphics in the physical game are pretty uh, fucking awful. I think that the the creators realized that and they put them all on a DVD later, uh, so so people could actually experience them. Uh, yeah, that that's where the laughs kind of were. Trying to play this game. I kind of mentioned, I, I go back to Death Stranding a lot, but Death Stranding, some of the gameplay I thought was tedious to the point where you're trying to just get from cutscene to cutscene to advance the story. I mean, this isn't really like story based, but I just wanted to see some funny Aqua Team yeah. stuff. Uh, so Did I, you, like, do you watch a lot of the uh, like secondary shit? Because like, in each level, there's like a, a tape you can unlock to like watch a video about like the game and stuff like that. I actually didn't look into that too much because I was just so over this game at that point. Oh yeah, I, I I saw all of the uh, clips that you unlocked, and then I also unlocked the uh, the ending brood witch mode, which you have to get all twelve brood witches in each of the levels. But uh, before we talk about that, I do want to say, like, there were some weird aspects to this game. Like the the rubber banding in the racing mode was so ridiculous. Oh, the like you could just mechanics in the driving are so so bad. Like you fly around and then you like whip around like the the thing I want to know like you could basically just stop on the track and like you could catch up even if they're like two laps ahead because it'll just like rubber band entirely. Yeah. The the thing about the extras, the the reason why you would want to uh to 100% this game is because it's like, oh, extra Aqua Teen Hunger Force content, and I'm a big fan. But the, the end, do you want me, do you mind if I spoil it for you? You know what? Go right ahead. I mean, I'll, I'll be upset for a couple days, but you know, I'll get over it. Yeah, you're never going to play this game again, probably. No, I'm never going to think about this game ever again. Yeah, it, this is a very ephemeral experience. But <laughs> the, the way, the way that it, it words it, it's like, oh, Get all twelve pieces of the Brood Witch mode to unlock an epic battle mode with with the Brood Witch, and I'm like, okay, that sounds like a cool like final boss of the game. But really, it's just a seven minute uh, cinematic where a Brood Witch fights a Blue Brood Witch. It's like red versus blue Brood Witch, and like it's it's like a pretty epic battle scene. You can find it on YouTube, but it's like, why am I watching this Brood Witch like do a martial arts fight with another Brood Witch? <laughs> That's that's what you unlock. So I want to say though, did you look up the speed run for this game? Because I know you. I I did. And it's like an hour twenty four or something. That sounds awful. I could not imagine like speedrunning this game. It's got to be yeah, so it's, tedious. It's pretty bad. Um, I it's I I probably spent like six hours on this game actually because I I genuinely wanted to beat it and I genuinely wanted to get a hundred percent so I could find all this cool ass Aqua Teen stuff and say that you did it. I mean, you've been. Last couple games, like, you fully beat, you've been completing them and stuff like that, you're turning a new leaf. I mean, couple does literally mean two, so yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
just wait until next time. We're going to be playing uh, Final Fantasy Nine, and you're going to 100% that. I mean, I, I'm down for whatever. I, I chose a game that's pretty bad, so we got to up the quality here. I'm I'm just happy I played this because as an Aqua Teen fan, it's kind of just been like, oh yeah, I forgot they made a game. Well, it, it reminded me how much I do love Aqua Teen, like genuinely. Like I might even go and watch like some of the the um, show because I do have like their original DVDs still. I I own every episode digitally on like Amazon. Yeah. I think I just like made an impulse buy and it was it was it was a good. Because I mean, I I still think it, it like holds up very well. Like it like, that old um, Adult Swim stuff is just. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast, but you and I are both pretty large, uh, excuse me, Adult Swim fans. I know you. I think we did, but it was like one of the first episodes. Like no one, no one actually. It was like episode three. It just, uh, so. I just feel like they have content that's just like really timeless. Like, have they created any new shows like recently? I know they're pushed. Oh, they, they've been creating shows, but like, didn't they create like Rick and Morty? Ah, uh, was it Adult Swim originally? Yeah, Rick and Morty is totally a. Uh... I guess we're just like living in the past. Like, do you think they're? It, it was uh, created on Adult Swim, yeah. Because it's like you. I've talked to like kids about this stuff nowadays. Like, I have people that come into my store uh, that are like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, or even like twenty. I'm like, oh, you ever watch Adult Swim? And they're like, what the fuck's that? Like, I, I think this era of this kind of TV, it only worked because it was TV at the time, and there was nothing else like it. I don't. I just think there's so much on the internet nowadays in the realm of absurdist humor that like kids are gonna look for that shit elsewhere yeah adult swim just worked because it was a captive audience it's like oh nothing else is on let me check out this yeah one one thing i will say though uh, just the era of 2007 I, I feel like i've just been nostalgic like this past couple weeks i, I feel, where everyone's in a nostalgic phase of quarantine yeah at this point but just something about 2007 shitty tie-in movie game that actually took risks and didn't pay off like this is this is a product of its time you will never see a game like this and there were so many other games like oh, yeah. this Aqua Teen game, especially on the PS2, which has so many stupid titles. Like just that like shovelware existed. that they just like plopped out like out of fucking nowhere. This is like kind of shovelware, but it has like some tiny bit of charm. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's not like Action Girls racing on the Wii. You know what I'm saying? To be fair, I, I saw the Game Grumps episode of that. It's very entertaining to watch someone else suck at those, those fucking shitty games. Yeah, well, that's like a three-minute game. This is like you could at least spend an hour on it. But like, I could I could see someone sitting down. It's like, oh, I have a new PS2 game. I'll just beat this in five hours. Like the PS2, especially, just home to PS2 and PS1 are just home to so many obscure, weird-ass titles that like you could never see games take those type of risks now. And, like, no. And I, I'm not gonna say Midway is the company to do it, but this is a Midway game. I feel like Midway produces some of the weirdest, shittiest games out there. And I was, as soon as I saw the Midway logo, I'm like, oh, they also God. made San Francisco Rush. Uh, really? We should play That's that on the podcast. Game. That game is fucking. We both sick. played it though. It's like we're just like talking about. Yeah, I played this and I loved it. Do you want to just play that for fun sometime? Yeah, that would I would be down. <laughs> let's uh just let's make the arcade game the podcast. I'll I'll send you an arcade machine. I'll send me an arcade machine. I saw those initial D machines yeah, for like four thousand dollars <laughs> on Facebook. But no, I think it would be cool if we um like we could both sit down sometime and actually play that because I I think that would be fun and like be uh cool to talk about. Yeah, I would. San Francisco Rush is one of the most underrated racing games of all time. I think people generally forget about it. That and Sega Rally. Yeah, I never played Sega Rally. I just liked uh, San Francisco Rush. The turning was a little bit weird. I like the exploding uh, and stuff like that. I like the stunt mode. Yeah, stunt mode's way better than the than the racing mode. Like where you're in that huge, huge ass map and you just like flip around like the the multicolored platforms and stuff like that. Yeah, and like doesn't it like like give you like a letter rating on your tricks or something like that? 
So th- that's like it brings me back to you remember when we played ATV Off Road Fury, and the reason yes. I like that was pretty much like that game's stunt mode. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like I was like, oh yeah, shit, have we played a PS2 game on this podcast? I wonder how this emulation works. And I'm like, oh yeah, we played ATV Off Road Fury. <laughs> what a game! Like, I still like that game. I think it's pretty. Off Road Fury Two, not just yeah. no, I. I didn't get the full experience. Hey man, I didn't, a lot I didn't of get people speedrun that game. One. Really? If you look, I guess I'm not super surprised. No. Uh, I mean, I mean, people are already speedrunning the new Tony Hawk uh, remaster, which is apparently really good. Yeah, I've been watching a bunch of streamers play it, and uh, it is quite cool to see some of my favorite maps. Because I mean, we all played that game, you know. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get it. It got really good. I'm. It's like the first well-reviewed uh, Tony Hawk game in like ten years. Well, that and I looked, uh, they simplified a lot of the special moves. Like back in the day, it was like half circle. It was like almost like a fighting move. They had to do some of these specials, but you can just set your special to like left, right x like that okay. easy shit which i think is fine because then you can do like really crazy combos there's like combo leaderboards for every single level uh i was watching clint stevens try to get four million in one trick because uh moon moon did the same thing so clint had to like one up him and stuff like that so it was really hyped to watch let's be honest people didn't like covet tony hawk for its difficulty they just it, it's it's fun to like bust out these billion point tricks so like i th- that satisfaction uh the the fact that they're allowing people to have that without like trying to or really having to quote unquote earn it makes me happy. Like one of the one of the issues I have with skate as a series is it took realistic uh skating. Mm-hmm. And and of course you're on a controller, so it's not gonna be realistic, but like it tried to make it so realistic that it just got really difficult and I'm like, I, I'm not willing to grind to get good I, at I've skate. I've never actually played skate. Like I've seen all like the memes, like the videos, and they do like really funny things with it. It probably it looks like a fun game. I've just never experienced it because my my problem is I grew up on Tony Hawk esque games, which are very arcadey. And anytime I've played like any non Tony Hawk like sports game or anything like that, like uh, extreme sports game, the controls just feel so so like foreign to me. Even the later Tony Hawks were like not really arcadey, but like more open world, right? The underground well, series. I, when I say arcadey, I mean like control wise. I want to say I, I don't. I don't. So just mash buttons. Yeah. Not like do specific things in the joystick. That. It, well, it's like it, I don't want—I I don't want it, to be like do like turn half circle X. Like this is the same reason I don't—I'm I don't, not good at fighting games. So. Oh, I yeah, fighting games like the the combos and how fickle they are just makes me upset. So speaking of games, uh, you saw my sick topic this week. Uh, it was just Mario. Yeah, Mario is uh, kind of in the news. Uh, apparently, uh, some guy named Mario Lopez broke into a bank and killed three patrons, stole forty million in cash. He's on the run currently. Why do you look like you're reading uh, this from somewhere? Is this like an actual thing? <laughs> people say that he's hiding out in Nicaragua, the uh, Sinaloa cartel. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. He was scre- he was screaming something about the 35th anniversary of Mario the- from Nintendo. So th- this is like his uh, tribute? Fucked up tribute, dude. <laughs> Anti-shoutouts to Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah, but- fuck him. <laughs> We got some news from Nintendo this week regarding the f- 35th anniversary of Mario. So there's a couple things on the plate. Uh, let let's go small small to big. Okay. Smallest to most, biggest to me is that Super Mario All Stars is now on the Switch Virtual Console, which I think is awesome. As we know, having the Switch is super cool. Having it in your hand, stuff like that. I think they should just put every fucking game on that system because it's the perfect handheld. I've actually come around on this. I I was originally one of the biggest haters of the Switch. NES and SNES online uh, capabilities. I still do miss the virtual console, but I remember I specifically tweeted out, like, because they initially promised a virtual console on Switch, and then they reneged that, like, two years later. Yeah. Uh, this was when it was called the NX. 
Uh, they were like, oh, yeah, Virtual Console will be on NX. And they said, no Virtual Console on Switch. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, come on, Nintendo. Fuck you for not caring about the retro game Well, community. I like that they're doing, like, the free uh, rotation of games. I think that's kind of cool. Like, It's not really even a rotation. They haven't re- taken any off. And, and yeah, I, I was still not a big fan of it when there weren't that many games. But, like, they've added a lot of games. And they've added some more obscure titles, games that most people would not buy. So, yes, I wish it had N64 Virtual Console and stuff like that. But the fact that we have games like Super Mario All-Stars for free is great. And the reason I care about it, for those who are somehow unaware, I'm a Super Mario All-Star speedrunner. Not not just each individual game, but the actual all 500% category. Well, so it I'm gives happy... you uh, people an opportunity to possibly get into these communities, I feel. Like, maybe they don't have access to an emulator. Maybe they're younger. They're like, oh, maybe they play these games for the first time. They think they're really fun. They see other speedruns. They're like, hey, maybe I'm going to try speedrunning Lost Worlds. Like, you know, how you play and stuff like that. You you call it Lost Worlds every single time, and it's Lost Levels, you fucking heathen. You're talking to someone who's, like, spent over a thousand hours of their life playing Lost Levels, and you're like, oh, so, so good at Lost Worlds, and I'm, like, I'm leaving so the triggered. Call. Yeah, I, I might as well just end the podcast here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I want to take this opportunity to say I'm sorry for um being an idiot. I want to take this opportunity to, to talk about our sponsor, uh, Fleshlight. Really? That'd be sick as fuck. They sent us like a thousand fleshlights. Like just, just, just show an uncomfortable up, amount. Like show just, up at just my an amount house. that you're not like supposed to see at once. Like even one's kind of uncomfortable, but like just what do you, what does your do what does your brain do when it processes like a thousand fleshlights piled at your door? Like not even like com- in, not like in like an Amazon box, like like opened up, like like yeah. like stood up in front of my house, like my mom's house. No one Everyone feels shame. Your neighbors, you, your mom. They're like stuck to the house. Sponsored by Fleshlight. Um, but <laughs> shit, what were you talking about? We're talking about Mario. 30th oh, Mario. Yeah, this is. I'm an idiot uh, called Lost uh, Worlds. Lost Levels. Yeah, Lost Worlds. Uh, it's on Switch. Uh, buy it now today. <laughs> Um, no, Mario All Stars being on Switch. Like the the thing about uh, Switch ports, VC ports of games is that it automatically coincides with with more runners. So I'm happy about that. It might not be a massive uh, change, but it's probably going to be be good. So my understanding is for a lot of games on like Wii Virtual Console, people would play that because it would be faster. So a lot of people sp- speed ran on uh, those consoles. Is that really more? Is that a thing on like NES and like Super Nintendo games? Like, do you think it might like load faster or make it so your loads are not really an issue on Super Nintendo games? Usually, people do not run the Virtual Console ports at the highest level because the SNES runs at sixty point oh nine frames a second, uh, while the Switch port will run at sixty FPS. So it's a very slight difference, but after a 36-minute run, it could be like two seconds or so. Which, which is, is which is important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not nothing. So yeah, if you're going to be cool. world record competing, you might as well save those two seconds. So for to go on to the list of games, so it's uh, All-Stars, it's Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, I believe, right? Yeah, Super Mario All-Stars is Mario 1, Mario 2J, 2U, and 3. So 2J is Lost Levels, uh, the one that was Two only Japanese. released in Japan and then and then uh, released on the All-Stars card as Lost Levels. And then 2U, uh, the 2 that was released in the U.S. Uh, where you throw turnips. And then uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, all with updated graphics. Personally, my favorite graphic system. Slightly different physics in that uh, the the 
hitboxes are changed uh, to be more accurate, and there's some worse block-breaking physics, but we're not going to talk about that. That is the smallest news that we talked about for like six minutes. The, I the think it's interesting. piece of news. You know, you know it, it definitely the is. The games but look good because they're upscaled and stuff like that. Yeah, but the the funny thing is, like, when people think of the Mario news that came out, they're not talking about, oh my god, All Stars is on the Switch. I mean, it's maybe important they are, to me but because it's, different... it's like I like I said, I don't I don't speed run it, but I played a shit ton of All Stars as like a kid. Like I played a lot of it, so it's like that's cool to me. I'm a huge Super Nintendo fan, so well, let's get it. It's let's cool get to it. you, even though you don't have a Switch. I don't have a Switch. Well, I mean, it's, the... it's like motherfucker. I can appreciate cool things for other people. I'm like, you are not allowed to. I'm leaving the call. The, you threaten it's it's becoming a crutch at this point listen i'm gonna I'm say it at least five or six times so basically what uh, they obviously announced the 3d marios we have the super mario 64 they have the super mario sunshine and the super mario galaxy series all in one bundle which yeah it's pretty they, cool they talked about super mario all-stars uh being on the switch and now they're bringing super mario 3d all-stars to the Switch as well, which has the d- games Dana talked about, with the notable exclusion of Galaxy 2. Yeah, which, uh, talking to people, Galaxy 1 is supposedly the better one. I played it briefly as a kid. I don't remember it very much. I, I never played Galaxy 2. Well, I, I played it, but, like, I never really got nearly as far. So I'm 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 pretty fine with it not being there. I, I'm super happy about Sunshine and X64 being on the Switch. So one point uh, of contention I have with the uh, Mario 64 port is that it's uh it's called like the Shindo port or whatever like that. So there's a whole lot of glitches that speedrunners use to get through certain eras of the game are actually not on that port of the game. It's uh there's no uh BLJ uh backwards long jump and things like that in this version of the game. So more likely for the speedrunning community it's whatever. For the greater capital community at large, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I, I personally think that when people get up in arms about a port not having certain uh things that they're blowing out of proportion. Uh, you got to think about casuals playing this game. Yeah. Uh, more casuals to this game means more speedrunners, and it's just going to be a separate category. I, I don't see even if the Switch game is identical, I feel like they're going to have some like uh, 3D All Stars configuration because it is it is essentially on a different cartridge, and I would be very surprised if they. I actually it. saw a side by side comparison. Um, it was like the like a Wii Virtual Console version versus like the Switch version. I think it was Galaxy like. Uh, next to each other and the switch version was like significantly faster like to the point where characters were like i want to say like 10 15 20 frames past like a a previous version of it which were pretty are you talking about the 3d world port right now you know i'm thinking about about the 3d world port yeah 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 we'll we'll get into that in a second but but ignore everything that dana just said just just splice it uh later yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about Sunshine being on the Switch. I feel like yeah. not many people appreciate it. I mean, people obviously appreciated Sunshine at the time, but like most people have some means to play SM64. Uh, GameCube emulation is good, but it's not perfect. It's not. SM6. So, so like the fact that people are going to be able to play Sunshine, it makes me happy. I, it's probably my favorite 3D Mario. Uh, I, I would agree with it. I think GameCube in general, just it's, it's one of the, the older 3D systems that still looks good. Like, that system looks so good. You get, like, a good HGTV with a GameCube hooked up, and, like, Wind Waker, Sunshine, like, all those games still look fantastic, in my opinion. I don't want to say this definitively, but I think it might be the best-aged console. Yeah, I, I I would say Super Nintendo, maybe just because of the nature of the graphics, it, it's just look good. Best-aged 3D console. Absolutely. But, I mean, like, we're, we're getting into, like, 
3D retro. Con- I don't, it, there's, it's, there's it's considered it's, it's aged well. It's considered Let's just retro say that. at this point because you can even look at like some like original Xbox games, which Xbox came out after the fact, and I don't even think those games look as good as some of the uh, more polished first party GameCube titles. GameCube fucking rules, and I think everybody agrees. Like after the fact that that system was fucking amazing. I think one of the problems is that there's so much backwards compatibility with the Wii and then, like, Wii U through, like, other means that, like, people, like, don't really use GameCubes anymore. They use Wiis, and, like, the Wii is kind of annoying to use because you have to use motion controls. Peeing, is peeing fun? Like, is that is that considered a fun activity, or is it just something you do? Um, I mean, I think that peeing... <laughs> I guess, because... Like, is it considered an activity? Well, I mean, like, you gotta break it down. It's, it's pretty gamer. <laughs> So yes, peeing is fun. I I think we've officially determined this. We're finally proud enough to say it. this is the official podcast. Uh, virtual this homework. Is the official stance. announcement. We peeing is officially yeah. fun. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Episode twenty. What we're talking about. Um. So so on the topic of remakes, uh, the the other news that came out, uh, Super Mario Three D World. One of, like, three games that's currently on the Wii U that's exclusive to the Wii U, most good games have been ported, uh, is finally coming over to the Switch. This was extremely, extremely predictable. I, th- I don't think anyone was surprised at 3D World, especially no. with 3D World graphics coming to Mario Maker 2 uh, oh, that really? was coming to the Switch. But I played a lot of 3D World. That game was pretty oh, fun. I- I was and still am a Wii U fan. Like I, I personally really enjoy my time with the Wii U. Yeah, the too. system's worthless now. Well, like my buddy but... had one. Like uh, one of our mutual friends had it, and we played the shit out of it. I think the people that had it enjoyed it. The problem is there were like eight games for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anyone who had a Wii really or Wii U didn't really enjoy it. It's just like now it's a worthless system. So of course people are gonna. It, make fun it, of it, it was further. marketing. That's. Like, yeah. I thought it was an add-on to the Wii, to be honest, when it first was announced. So, yeah, now I think Xenoblade's Chronicle X is, like, the only Wii U game that's worth having a Wii U for. Um, with, with that, though, like, I, I'm excited. I, I, I'm probably going to buy it again just because I only got about halfway through that game, and I don't feel like ever busting on my Wii U again. It's not that I'm not hard, sure if you've... but uh, it's, it's a very fun playthrough. Like, if you can get some friends, yeah. like, from, for some couch co-op. I feel like it got some flack, and it was legitimately just because it was on the Wii U that people judged it harder. Yeah, I, I, I like, think I know so Donkey's actually a big detractor of it, but Donkey also has terrible opinions sometimes. Yeah. He's also a comedy reviewer, and I shouldn't take him too seriously. Yeah. Too. People are... <laughs> listen, this is the internet. People are entitled to their opinions. Uh, Sam is not, and his opinions are wrong. Like, Mischief Makers is a 10 out of 10 game, but, you know, it's okay. You just heard a man invalidate himself in one sentence. <laughs> I'm definitely going to buy it. I'm happy it's coming out. Let's get into the big guns here. The big guns. I think there's only one announcement left, actually. Now, Oh, I guess there's like some Mario Kart augmented reality thing. I don't give a shit. But yeah, was, dude, let's talk about that for a second, though. If you were fucking nine years old, you'd be coming in your fucking, you know, Spider-Man briefs about that shit. Like, that looks so cool. I'm going to cut <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it the, it looks really cool, and uh, I mean, like, yeah, if I was if I was young, I'd probably enjoy it, but I'm not, so I'm I'm an adult. It, I'm not gonna. For, for example, I I work in a toy store. We get all the newest Mario toys, so it's like it, it, the shit that kids have nowadays are insane. Like we have this like Hot Wheels Mario Kart racetrack that like flips through all this shit. Is the dopest thing ever. It's seventy dollars, and if I was uh, a millionaire, I would buy it. 
That's that's like a very high bar to buy a seventy dollar Hot Wheel toy. Well, it's like to justify having like a toy I'm gonna play with for like a half hour. I, I feel like you could be a six hundred thousandaire. Yeah, and still well, buy well, it. Like I, I just you're mean, going way too high with the millionaire. I just mean like being like eccentric enough to have wealth where you can buy toy like a children's toys that you're gonna play with for twenty minutes and then throw. Hot away. Wheels have always been dope, and I think they know they're dope. Oh yeah, absolutely. I liked Matchbox cars a lot when I was a kid with like the realistic sets, but. I, I feel like advertising, even when I was young, there was a lot of stuff that, like, I, I was like, this is stupid. Every single Hot Wheels thing I wanted, and I, like, never got any of them, and it made me sad. Did you ever play the Hot Wheels uh, computer game? I definitely have, but for some reason, when I think of the Hot Wheels racing game, I think of the Lego racing game, which was dope. Lego racing is cool. We gotta play Lego Island on this podcast. But I keep fucking thinking about, like, the Volcano Hot Wheels track. Oh, I fucking had that. I remember getting that for fucking Christmas one year. Well, I don't. I don't think it was actually dope, but it looked. Dope. It, no, it was fucking dope. It was the fucking dopest thing that's ever exists. Like, it would... can we bust that out? Can that be our next game? Just like a Hot Wheels toy. <laughs> yeah, just let's, let's play for it for at least two hours. That's still our rule, right? Yeah, dude. Uh, what were we talking about again? <laughs> we were talking about Mario. Oh, t- no, t- more... actually, to go back on the 3D Mario thing, I don't know if this was your big news or not, but this is only available to, like, March, and then you can't ever get it again. I, I was I was going to bring this up a little bit later, because, uh, actually, actually let's, let's go into this. Uh, the last announcement, as far as I could tell, there might be more, Mario 35 is coming. Mar- what's Mario 35? Did you not see that? The Mario Battle Royale? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Battle Royale that's just a worst version of the one that the guy made himself. No, okay, so you're wrong, and uh, it's basically Tetris 99, and it's Mario Royale. It's, it's cool. Uh, I just like having everybody on the same screen. Like, I think that's a really cool concept. I think that this concept works a lot better because one is probably optimized so no one could act like you could actually play the game correctly but the the one on mario royale was like lag shit fest uh the entire time and i feel like 99 was a little too busy 35 definitely brings it down a notch the thing that i think is really cool is the uh cross player item stuff i i think that that's going to come into play uh super well so basically if you shoot a shell at a at an enemy like it could go on other people's screens and, it and shoots at hit them, them and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I think it's just going to be a much higher technical achievement than the one guy made in his house. Well, I, I, so my mentality on it, I feel like like with the shell going at people and stuff, I feel like that's a lot of like RNG like type bullshit. Like, oh, I got bullshit. Versus like to me, like that game was like super hype because it was like essentially to a point it was pure skill because it was just there's no one else like interfering. Uh, with you other than their bodies at the same time that's a flawed concept because it allows certain people to just succeed like and like i'm probably you gonna be predisposition good no but like they were like they were already good and like they just reached the ceiling like it like th- that's the thing about that game is that like ceilings just get reached and then it's like you, you can't you can't interact with it it was the whole argument we had with speed running uh racing not being super entertaining just because like oh someone just is really they good go at fast and you're fast. waiting for them to mess up Versus you could actually affect their gameplay. So I think this is a better approach. I, I think that uh, while I was impressed with Mario Royale, I think this is the death knell. It it currently has players. Like, I remember someone was trying to tell me, like, oh, why are you excited for this? You could just play the Mario Royale. Oh, no, the uh, Mario Royale isn't server. around anymore. It's No, it is. It, it is. is. It has 35 people online total. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, no, that's you need literally 99 people per lobby. Like, I'm just jealous because I don't have a game. Switch, to be honest. We'll start a GoFundMe. It'll be fine. To be honest, I don't. I don't need a Switch though, because it's like I just have like I. I would like play like 
nothing on it because I just have too many PC games to play. Are you are you a like would you even play like a Switch mobile or would you play a docked? I don't even know what type of gamer you are. I would probably play a lot of mobile because I would just like lay in bed and probably play it. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be a docked person when I got a Switch, but like I'm totally a mobile person. Just the ability to lay down and play it is super awesome. And it's like the perfect size too, right? Yeah, it, it honestly is. I, I Nintendo did well with the Switch. Who would have thought? Speaking of doing well though, they're not doing well with both Mario Royale and uh, 3D All-Stars. As you mentioned before, these are limited releases. They're coming out, I think, September 18th for Mario 3D All-Stars, and it's only going to March 31st, the end of the uh, Mario 35th anniversary event. And then you can't so buy So you them could anymore. buy the game. You could buy the game, and you could play the game uh, after after March 31st. Uh, or Sorry, you could, you could buy the game from now until March 31st. You cannot buy it after, but you can still play the game at least. Which is, I guess, like, it's shitty that they're doing a limited release. They've had a history of doing re-releases of limited releases. Not super well, though. Like, they had the SNES Classic. Uh, like, they did, like, a second and third batch. But, like, I don't want batches of this game. I want just the ability to well, buy it's just Well, it's without... just a Switch to turn it on, though, right? To, to sell it. It doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, some uh, theories I saw on Twitter the other day was that they want to sell the games individually to make more money after the fact. I heard that. I honestly think they're just capitalizing on urgency. Yeah, I mean, urgency definitely is a thing. Marketing, so, I mean, I understand it. It just... Uh, fucking Nintendo is just so, so behind on the times with so many things. Yeah, every single Nintendo game is like, this is great, but there's one thing that's really bad. Like, like Animal Crossing, this is great, but every single online interaction is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, online on Nintendo sucks, but like, it's specifically so inefficient on Animal Crossing. Like, every single game has, an, has a butt. The thing about Mario Royale, or Mario 35, that has a massive butt, it's got a donk, is that, um, speaking of limited release... Mario 35, a downloadable game, is only available till March 31st. From that October makes 1st to March 31st. no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, they're just shutting down the servers March 31st. Wait, they're, they're shutting down the servers? Like, you cannot play the game after March 31st. It's a limited game. Why even develop it if you're going to shut... I don't know. I'm confused. Based on their news, like, why would you do this? It just sucks. Do you think if it's, like, still, like, really popular towards then? Or do you think they're just basing it off the popularity of Tetris 99? Tetris 99 is still massively popular. You still get 99-person lobbies easy. So, like, I I really don't understand it. I feel like it's just some weird Nintendo decision that I hope that they reverse, and they might, but Tetris I'm hoping fun, that I can play this game for more than six months. I honestly, like, I, I'm not going to say this is, like, my plan, but, like, well, like I, why even get I good feel, at it, then, if they're just going to shut it down? Like, Well, I feel like I am probably going to be good up front, and I'm, like, hoping that, like, people like our entertain like i i i streamed a lot of mario royale like when that was popular for about two weeks before they like killed the game yeah. and i i like genuinely th- i genuinely enjoyed it i genuinely think people enjoyed me watching so like i this is this is it, it's, it's enjoyed watching it's very hype because it's very like short-term stressful you know you getting fucked up like it, it's like fall guys almost yeah 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 which is also really another fun game to watch so it, it's just so funny do you think this got announced in response to fall guys or do you think this is something that no i think it got announced in response to mario Royale. i I, like nintendo has a pattern with their cease and desist where they like if it's a if it's something that's good they'll they'll emulate it like for example uh they cease and desisted all these rom hacks and made mario maker cease and desisted by uh, mario Royale and made mario 35 I, I think they have like a history of doing this. I mean, obviously you have to protect your brand, but I think that was honestly part of it. I don't, I don't Wait, think they, they would actually have had this cease on and the desist radar. like actual like like Super Mario World rom hacks and stuff like that. They 
generally don't, but they have in the past. Uh, usually, people trying to sell their uh, like repro cards. And oh, stuff that's like if that. they're like selling them. But like you know, Poop Poo World's not going to get fucking. They they specifically have taken down YouTube videos of uh, let's players doing ROM hacks. Nintendo and YouTube, that's like a whole nother concept. No, no, but like this, it wasn't like Nintendo, like specific at, like they took down Panga's videos right before they announced Mario Maker. Uh, okay. Yeah, so they definitely do that. Nintendo is simultaneously, the, in my opinion, the best game company and like the most antiquated at the same time. It is. It's the, every game comes with a monkey spot. It's like, oh, you got your new Metroid, but uh, this time the camera's. It, entirely inverted like i don't know it's like a shining you know uh suit of armor you know with no sword or something like that i don't know i couldn't think of a good analogy but that was the worst analogy i've ever heard it's man. really fucking good and then you know they're, they're punching the face at the end so yeah good that's that's sure let's, let's go with that so what else you got for me gangnam style i will never get sick of gangnam style I, and i'm not talking about the song what are you talking about Gangnam Style. Sorry, I was thinking about Gangnam Style. Wait, what, so what the, the, the thing about Gangnam Style is that it's Gangnam Style, and that's the why it's so good. Because you could just like, like you could be like in a normal conversation, like we were just having like a normal conversation. I just go, I went Gangnam Style, or I could go open Gangnam Style, open Opa Gangnam Style, and like it just derails the conversation. It's such a good. Uh, I'm actually quite tired of that mean. song because uh, I probably heard it like a hundred thousand times. Like I hung out with. No, I think everyone heard it a hundred thousand times. That's why it became the first. I don't even think it's video. that good of a song. Like it's an okay song. It's a, a standard catchy pop tune. But I've mentioned Gangnam Style on this podcast before, and I will never not like Gangnam Style is an eternal meme to me. I'm gonna like randomly just say Gangnam Style to you, and you're gonna have to deal with it. I mean, I prefer you to say Boss Baby. That's a better meme. Boss Baby. The thing about Boss Baby is it's too good of a meme that I don't want to, like, lower it to Gangnam Style. Yeah, we got a... It's only at conventions at 2 in the morning yeah. screaming out the window, so... Yeah, it's screaming Boss Baby. We can't do that. That's But Gangnam Style is eternal. Opa Gangnam Style. All day, every day. Yeah. Op. Op, op. I hate you know? Gangnam Style so fucking much. Hey, sexy lady. Do you know, I said, I, said you, I hated but... it, so I'm gonna have, like, people doxing me over this now doxing you Dude, k-pop people are insane you're like i think that uh are, are you not a k-pop stan you're you look like sad enough to be a k-pop stan i look sad what do you mean i look sad i'm like smiling no no i meant just like uh pitiful existence yeah like not not like sad as an emotional Fuck, dude, just you're like gonna have people in... coming at you have you seen like the crazy did i say anything bad about gangnam style no you said like i look i look pitiful like a k-pop fan no the k-pop fans don't mind getting insulted i'm not like i'm not insulting oh they uh, do bts big taco shits i don't is it behind the scenes i don't know i i ran like i don't know i've never heard a song by them i probably have my, ex my uh, experience of k-pop music is like all pumping up music which i do enjoy but there's a song called hero that's pretty good to in the group uh, whatever uh all my experience of k-pop is like watching its professional esports players on twitch like play a random playlist and it's like half k-pop i mean the thing about <laughs> k-pop though is that like it, it it is catchy it's just not necessarily like better or worse than any music so there like, are I, some k-pop songs i fucking love like i do love like boom by yeah i mean once again most of it is like pump music or like really old like um 
But like to be fair, like a lot of the pump it up music dance game I play is like mainstream, like top ten K-pop hits. It's it's not any better than like 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 how many Kesha stands are there posting? I mean, Kesha to be fair, I probably like it more than American pop music. Yeah, I I could see that. Um, a lot of American pop music is quite cringe, but the problem is American pop music is like, like rap is American pop music now. You know, it's all like rap, rock, pop. It's all like one kind of like thing now. Like Eminem. Yeah, dude. Eminem got soft. I could probably be Eminem in a rap battle. I I genuinely think that I'm better rapper than him. Go right now. <laughs> throw throw us up a battle rap. No, I. I want people to hopefully listen past this point, and me trying to freestyle rap is like a good way to make every single person listening immediately turn it off. Just as soon as you start rapping, I'll just end the podcast. I mean, on the topic of like East Asian media, like you, you made me make a big purchase uh, from last podcast. Yeah, I was editing, and we were talking about Akira and like how the manga is so much better. I bought the manga box set. Really. Yeah, like the collector's edition, like Ooh, deluxe. That's gonna edition. look so nice. Did you do you have it already or? No, it's coming tomorrow. Amazon's super slow with their things. I ordered it. Isn't that like so tomorrow. crazy though? You're like, I want this collector's edition box set. And it's like at your door in like three days. It's like if you want a rice cooker, you can just send it. Yeah, Sam sent me a rice cooker because he says I eat too much McDonald's. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I I have a talking point on Dana's diet because I wanted to have an intervention. What? I want to have an intervention, like straight up. So what's up? You eat too much McDonald's, fat boy. So it's that's like so terribly fat shaming. <laughs> I don't even think you're like fat, really. Just uh, stop eating McDonald's. The cholesterol. So is not the great. problem is, my entire life, my mom doesn't like cooking. So it's like I frequently would have to just like order something or get something. So it's just like. I'm very lazy. I, I can cook, and I am a pretty good cook. It's just, like, I don't have things. I don't go grocery shopping. And when I do, it gets eaten. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like. Pre-COVID, I would get cake out, like, every single day to the point where it's like, how how is my food budget this high? This is insane. It do, When you're spending $32 on every meal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very not good. But I, I grew up in an environment where my parents were, like, super adverse to fast food. I would, like, look forward to going to friends' houses because they'd be like, hey, what do you want from McDonald's? And I'm like, oh, shit. I don't get this at my house, so I understand it. I'm but like at the same time, it, to be honest, this is an intervention. You only have one heart. You are not a cow with three hearts, even though your beef intake may turn you into a cow at these McDonald's Big Mac meals. What do you What do you even get? Chicken nuggets. Just chicken nuggets. It depends. Like I'll get the fillet of fish. I'll get the chicken nuggets. Sometimes I will say. Sometimes I will just get a large fry and a milkshake. That's still terrible for you. <laughs> yeah. I think the milkshake is one of the worst it's, things on the menu. Their milkshakes for you. are so good now. They used to suck, but they changed their chocolate formula, and it's so good. What size do you get? Large. It's about to shame me. So a large chocolate shake from McDonald's is eight hundred forty. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, it's like one of the worst things on the menu. So you're like, oh, sometimes I'll just get a chocolate shake and and fries. It's not like a Wendy's uh, frosty and fries. It's you're talking full meal worth like more than a full meal worth of of calories man you i I said something about the filet of fish and then you started talking about it oh yeah so i think the filet of fish is one of the most underrated items on the menu the first time i had a filet of fish actually it was way late into my life it was in china uh we we ordered a bunch of big macs and they didn't understand english so they just gave us a bunch of filet of fishes and we had them and and they're they're like actually so good they're actually excellent like i get the i'll get the delay uh double filet of fish sometimes by the way ignore ignore me and friends ordering 
McDonald's in China. The, sorry, we were not eating Chinese food. In well, China I, we you don't have McDonald's. to eat it for every single fucking meal, like official. I I had a friend who ate. He he actually uh, when he got there, he has a sensitive stomach, and like some Chinese food is all Chinese food is kind of lower in the sanitary department. Uh, so like he literally could not eat any uh, Chinese food and had to eat like all McDonald's for like three months. Oh no! So basically, you. Um, super I don't. Ha- I, I don't have a sensitive stomach though. I have a sensitive stomach. Oh, you little fucking bitch. Yeah, pretty much. But just I miss just restaurants. Eat rice. I'm I miss restaurants too. I'm gonna eat rice with soy sauce. That's probably what I'm gonna eat. Yeah, it's not actually that healthy, but well, what the fuck do I do to make it healthy? Add uh, vegetables. I feel yeah. The, the vegetables sounds like a steamer. Suck. It comes with a vegetable steamer. Would steam broccoli? Why don't you just kill yourself? That shit sounds terrible. Sounds delicious. I would love to steam broccoli in my mouth right now. With my mouth. I have a steamer in my mouth. How do I even react what, to that? What are we even talking about right now? Like Something about Gangnam Style, and now we're talking about the rice cooker that Sam's going to save my oh, life. Oh, fucking Dak Shepard. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah? We were talking about the Employee of the Month movie. Remember that one? No. You don't remember the movie? Like We were talking about Dang Cook and the movies he's in with like Employee of the Month or whatever. Wasn't he in Waiting as well? Yeah, but Employee of the Month was not Dane Cook. It was Dax Shepard, and I totally thought it was fucking it. I don't even know Dax, who Dax Shepard is. Dax Shepard looks like Dane Cook, acts like Dane Cook is not Dane Cook. This bitch is impersonating Dane Cook, which Dex is a terrible thing to be. Shepard. And like I he remember, like I not look like Dane Cook. He looks like Dane Cook, and if you disagree with me, uh, the the thing that haunts me the most is that every single time I go on like the podcast apps that I go on, because of course I do, because we have a podcast. His like his podcast is like number one. He has the worst face of all time. So this is an anti shout out to Dak De- Shepard. Put me on your podcast. Put me and Dane on your podcast, uh, really. Otherwise, uh, you will certify yourself as a coward. Dude, you're and... fucking like angry. <laughs> You're a coward. What? What is? What is the Alex Jones line? When he, you're you're a liar and a fraud, and then he like runs at them. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Hold on. You're a fake. You're not an intellectual. You're a coward and a fraud. Dan Cook. Are you really going on this side by side right now? The thing is, you also have to go when these people were both relevant. So like, you have to find like a 2005 picture of Dan Cook and a 2005 picture of Dak Shepard. I think Ryan Reynolds looked way more like Dan Cook. Ryan Reynolds looks nothing like Dane Cook. I was just being uh, uh, nice last podcast. I'm sorry. You're getting called out for your your worst comparison of human beings. You done? Hey, yeah. You I, have nothing I, to say? I don't have anything to say. You don't have anything to say at all except that you don't like Dak Shepard? You don't like him. I don't He's even dumb. know. What, what has he done? I don't know. He just like randomly appears. Like I remember I was like watching this cooking show on Netflix called The Final Table. And it was like... Our guest judge today is Dak Shepard. I'm what like, was really, he that's all in? I can get. IMDb. Your mom. He was in Hit and Run. He was in Idiocracy. Yeah, he was uh the he was the guy who was watching Out to My Balls. So yeah, what else do you have for me? Nothing. Hey guys, so if you like the episode, uh, make sure to follow Virtual Homework Podcast wherever you get your